Welcome to the Unbinary Life podcast. This is our very first solo episode. And in today's episode, we are going to walk through some of the latest events that happened around me, my life, and what it taught me about emotions and feelings. But before that, let me thank all of you, all of our listeners for supporting us all this while, for following us, for rating us. Thank you so much. So, the last couple of days were full of drama. It had tears, loneliness, anger, helplessness, concern, joy, love, care, and everything that you can think of. It had a multitude of emotions, realizations, and series of events wherein I questioned myself, Ruchi, whether am I doing the right thing? I'd like to tell you here that how one unpleasant event led to a series of unpleasant events for me. Consider this episode as an extension of the Emotions Decoded episode. If you haven't listened to it yet, then I request you to please go and check that episode as you are going to find some real gems in that conversation too. So, here's the story. And I'll give you what happened in my life in the last few days. So in the last couple of days, I've been living alone with my kid. My kid is almost five and a half years old, turning six soon. And uh, now you must be thinking that a six-year-old kid is too young. And of course, he's cute. So yeah, I agree to the later part of it that he's cute. And uh, But let me tell you and uh, give you a pleasant surprise that uh, even a six-year-old kid is as good as an adult. This made me realize of what Kundan always talks about kids. Kids are human beings like you and me. But we have conditioned our minds so much that we cannot think that they are like adults and they are too small to do any worldly tasks. And we at times fail to acknowledge that kids can be equally sensitive and responsible if you let them be one. If you have kids around you, try talking to them like you are talking to your friend and note the difference. Now, it could happen that kids do not understand everything and it's normal. I myself don't understand a lot of things and it doesn't make me less of an adult. But that's okay. That's how we learn, right? When we don't know anything and others tell us something, that does not make us kid altogether, right? It's just a part of learning. Anyways, now, I'm someone who's not so good at handling emotions. I know it may sound contradictory to some of you who are listening to this podcast because you view me as somebody who is in a position of authority or somebody who is an expert. But let me tell you, that's not my part. Probably Kundan is far more capable of me and far more mature than me uh, in this particular emotional handling part. And that's why this podcast is a mutual learning for me too like you all. So, as I said, I'm learning to control my temperaments and handle my emotions maturely. And I am on this journey with you all. We all know, not all days could be rosy days. So, one day, I woke up, I had my tea, breakfast, like regular days. And my mother called me and told me about an unpleasant event due to which my cousin, whom I'm very close to, underwent an accident. Now, at that moment in time, I really did not know how to process that news. It came out as a jolt and I had tears. I could not understand what to do. 
I was feeling helpless. I was feeling sad. I was feeling worried. All those emotions came at the same time. I was upset for sure. I was worried about my cousin's health because she was undergoing an operation. I had limited information about her injury, so I was afraid, very afraid, and I was just praying and hoping that it's not a major one. And you know how our mind likes to think whenever uh, any such news we get to know. We always think of the negative first. We always think of the worst case scenario first. A few hours later that same day, I had a call with a friend for some discussion. My friend too was having a difficult time. Probably I didn't know that. So while we were discussing and he was sharing his plans with me for the coming week, I got irritated, picked up a sentence from his talk and lashed out at him and got upset that he was lying to me. This resulted in a few heated exchange of reactions from both sides. At that moment in time, we both lost our temper. I let my impulse take over my intellect. After a couple of hours, till the time I got news from my family of my cousin's well-being, I was disturbed. I was crying on and off and my little six-year-old was trying to console me to stop crying and think of something funny. Isn't that funny? In that moment in time, I was feeling small in front of that little kid. How could this little boy teach me to distract my mind and do something that will make me happy? As the day started coming to an end, my mind started gaining awareness and thoughtfulness. I started questioning myself. What could I have done differently to avoid the unnecessary lashing out at my friend? Of course, what happened to my cousin was beyond my control. It was an accidental injury and I could not have done anything sitting away from her. Just adding on to the chaos to calling my relatives again and again to check how is she doing. Now, I want you to pause for a while. Now, think of an instance where one unpleasant event resulted into a series of unpleasant events for you. Could you think of any such unpleasant event? Now think how many of those unpleasant events happened to you because of external factors beyond your control, like some accident of a loved one, like in my case, your best friend failing to clear some competitive exam, or your partner losing a job, etc., these kind of events are events where you don't have any control, but they are unpleasant to you, of course, for obvious reasons. Now, out of the total events that happened, how many of the unpleasant events happened to you because of you? This is a tough one to answer. You may argue that why will someone do anything unpleasant to oneself? So let me take you back to my own example where I lashed out at my friend because I was disturbed over something that I could not control. When I look back, I feel ashamed of my behavior because I picked up negativity and start focusing my energy by arguing over unimportant things. I could not hold back my reaction and didn't give benefit of doubt to the other person of what if their behavior is justified because they too can be disturbed. And which was the case in my example that I shared with you. My friend too was disturbed over something. And just because I was disturbed, I didn't realize and I lashed out. I raised my volume and spoke in anger. All these above behaviors were very much in my control. 
but I didn't control my responses, which further led to another unpleasant event. Could I have controlled these? Now, when I think so, and while I'm recording this episode, of course, yes. Then why didn't I control them back then? Don't you feel the same way it happens to you also at some times, wherein there are things that you know you have done wrong, but in the rage of anger, in the heat of the moment, you just lash out. You react and then you regret later. One possible reason of this is because all these feelings of sadness, helplessness, anger, they create a sense of flight or fight mode response in our brains. And that is where you you get hyper aroused over things. And that's why your body has a lot of excess energy that you need to channelize into the right way so that you don't end up inviting more unpleasant events in your life. That's where most of us go wrong, including myself, where I went wrong. In the rage of anger, we speak things we don't mean and we end up hurting our near and dear ones. Now, how to control this excess energy during such situations of anger, pain or sorrow is by letting your brain work more constructively. Simple, right? But it's not simple when you try to implement it. Of course, it wasn't that simple. Otherwise, I would not have lashed out at my friend. But this is what we are training our minds to do, to make you think. So what I could have done was I could have gathered more information when I got the first news about my cousin's accident. Probably this would have helped me calm my mind. I could have went out for a walk or take deep breaths if I didn't get any information. And then I realized that, yeah, it's making me feel uncomfortable. By doing so, you calm your mind. The idea of reverse counting works pretty much the same way. You might have heard a lot about it. Some of you may have even heard or read about writing it down or journaling your thoughts and feelings. Or maybe, you know, doing an audio journal. Consider this podcast as an audio journal that I'm doing for myself so that I can go back to it, listen to it, and make myself learn things about my emotions, about my feelings, and how can I manage them well? How can I handle them maturely? You can write down your thoughts and feelings. And when you do that, and when you record your thoughts, your brain structures those thoughts to add perspective to the situation. That's what we fail to do when we react out of anger or out of sadness or out of helplessness because we fail to give that time to our brain to process that information so that it could add some perspective to it. Maybe you can rate those different situations of unpleasant events from 1 to 10. Put it on a rating scale and then rate those events. The moment you start numbering those unpleasant events from 1 to 10, maybe you'll start feeling better about it. For example, your partner losing a job. Rate them on a scale of 1 to 10. 1 being least unpleasant to 10 being the most unpleasant. Maybe some of you would rate it around 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. It could be anything, right? Consider this against something which is somebody underwent an accident and they're going undergoing a surgery. Maybe that would come on a scale of 8 to 10 for most of you. Once you start putting that perspective, 
your mind starts thinking about it okay you know somebody going undergoing an accident or somebody whose life is under threat is more of a serious situation for you than your partner losing a job of course you're sad you feel sad about it but then there are chances that life gives you and if your partner didn't get one job he or she can look for another job another way what you can do is indulge in something that you like doing remember my kid said divert your mind he really meant that it's simple right even a 6 year old can understand that but we create a mental block for ourselves to conclude i want you to revisit all those unpleasant events where you lost control and created more troubles for yourself and others write them down what you could have done differently to avoid that once you have written it down keep a note of your reactions and how did it have an unhealthy impact on your relationships with others apologize if you've hurt anyone it's never too late to say sorry your true well-wishers will always forgive and move on in the so called three decades of my life what i've learned is never lose a genuine relationship you may have hundreds of friends over social media but you have only a handful of people close to you to whom you actually confide in we are social creatures and we need real human beings around us to nurture us to interact with us to protect us and somebody with whom we can grow with with that i'd like to say thank you for listening do tell us how did you like this episode and if you like this episode do rate us or give reviews on whichever podcast platform you're listening to thanks again for listening to us and see you next week take care bye bye